This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Zucchino, Weeks in studio together. This will be the the, the last time for a while, Bob. It will be. Good morning. Uh, I got to tell everyone coast to coast, if you're listening in Hamilton or Toronto this morning with us live on 1150 and 1050, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Woke up, drove to the studio this morning. It was light out. It almost felt like spring. There was a melt. This is the first time I've come in on a Saturday morning since we've come back for Season 9, Bob, and I didn't think we were doing Golf Talk Moscow. Uh, don't get used to it, though, if you see the <laughs> forecast for next week. It's a little bit cool It's a little still. different? One more week it's of cold little, weather, oh. like into the minus double digits, but I think the I think you're right. I think the end is nigh. Oh, man, it's got to be close. I'm counting them down. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show. It, it is ridiculous, the amount of content we have for you over the next two hours here on GTC. Uh, we've got Bob Weeks one-on-one with Dustin Johnson and one-on-one with Webb Simpson. Of course, Dustin Johnson celebrating his 20th PGA Tour victory in Mexico City. What an accomplishment that is. Webb Simpson, the newest member of Team RBC, so you had an opportunity to check out with both of them. Um, we're going to talk the hardest stretch and best stretch in the game of golf later today. Because obviously the bear trap at the Honda Classic, it's, it's in the window right now. We're all yes. kind of watching it. Yep. And when the conditions are tough like they have been over the last couple of days, I like the car crash, Bob. <laughs> I, I'm going to admit it. I like it. Do you like it? It's, like? it's a really hard stretch of holes, though. I'm not sure. I guess, I guess the, where it fits into the, into the 18 holes, it's not bad. I like it that way. A little better than I do, say, like the seven, 16, 17, 18 at Sawgrass. Because that, you know, 17 plays the key role there. And it goes so late that it's so dramatic. This one's a little easier to, to swallow, I think. There's a little bit players. of flexibility yeah. there, for sure. Uh, interesting uh, stat, and we'll, we'll give you this stat later in the show, though. But the top two most difficult par threes on the entire PGA Tour season, including majors last year. So this includes what we saw at the U.S. Open, includes 12 at Augusta. Number 15 and number 17 at the Bear Trap were Crazy, two right? and one. Unbelievable. Crazy. So there you go. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll do winners, weird, and what. And I got to tell you, I am not happy right now <laughs> with the quote that came out of Mr. Mike Davis earlier in the week from the USGA. And I'll save it for winners, weird, and what, Bob. But we better... We better have some oxygen tanks lying around. <laughs> We're going to have some because I'm just, I mean, it just, on an annual basis, it just gets, it's more ignorant. It just feels to me like it's more ignorant on an annual basis. It's like, you just kind of wonder where some, they're getting their, a denial. It's a complete denial. Yeah, or just, I don't know, they're just not looking at the out the window the right way. <sighs> we are. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Martin Pichet, general manager of Cedar Break Golf, is going to pop by. We're going to talk to him actually in our next segment. Uh, take a check in with Cedar Break Golf, uh, one of our sponsors here on Golf Talk Canada. They're getting ready for a very exciting season, which includes the Canadian uh, uh, senior, uh, Golf Canada's uh, Senior Canadian Men's Championship at. Um, at uh, Cedar Bay Golf later in the season. Uh, so they're going to have a, a big year there. We'll, we'll check in with him. But let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, Bob, 
Canadians all over the leaderboard at the Honda Classic this week. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Sanjay M has the lead along with Keith Mitchell at six under par, but just two off the pace. Adam Svensson, who shot a 64 in the second round. Uh, just behind Adam at uh, three under par is Ben Silverman, only three off the pace. And Nick Taylor, uh, th- uh, excuse me, uh, four off the pace at two under par. And then uh, another Canadian who uh, Monday qualified, Drew Nesbitt, one over, uh, tied for 51st, only seven back. So we've got four Canadians within striking distance with 36 holes to go. You know, it's it's getting more and more common that we have that. It's like every week there seems to be one. We've had three runner-up finishes so far. Corey Connors had one, Adam Hadwin had one, and Roger Sloan had one. And we've always got guys, uh, I mean, the first round uh, this week, Ben Silverman was tied for second. So there's really good stories and good momentum for these Canadian guys. And, and sooner or later, one of these guys is going to put four together and get to the winner's circle. Well, and if you're a, if you're a guy like me that that is a horses-for-courses kind of guy, and thinks that, you know, familiarity and success on a property breeds success and familiarity on a property. Adam Svensson has won three times at PGA National, twice in his college career, and once at the Web.com Tour Q School by seven shots. So he, he loves PGA National. He's four under par. He's two off the pace. Now, speaking of fields and speaking of... The Florida Swing, which is now, you know, back intact. Now that we've got the new schedule, the Florida Swing is back together. The field at Honda, not the strongest they've had. Maybe the weakest in 10 years. Names like Woods and Rory, they're usually... Only uh, three players in the top 10. Yeah. Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, and Ricky Fowler. And the, the, the um, tournament organizer, uh, Jason Kennerly, just said that this is the new schedule has squeezed them. They've really kind of fallen into the, one of those spots in the calendar where it's opportune to take a, a week off. Coming off Mexico, coming off a WGC, and heading into a big and stru- important stretch of golf. So there's going to be winners and losers. Now, one of the winners are those Phil Mickelson will join Tiger Woods in the field next week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And it's the first time Phil to talk about the new schedule. To your point, Bob. It'll be the first time that Phil has played the Arnold Palmer since 2013. So right. you could see right there the cha- like immediate changes in the Florida swing. Sure, exactly. I think you're right. The calendar is going to have some winners and losers. And unfortunately, right now, the Honda Classic, which has a great legacy, it was the old Jackie Gleason tournament back yeah. in the day, um, you know, is, is at least at this point anyway, not, uh, not making the grade. You know, I find players. it interesting. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you know something about this because, you know, the Desert Classic even to this day, not as strongly as it did, say, 10 years ago, but the Desert Classic, which is looking for a sponsor desperately to keep sure. that on the schedule, it, it, it does reminisce and, and nod back to its tradition of basically the Bob Hope forever in a day. Even the AT&T Pebble Beach, which has been on the schedule forever, when you watch the broadcast, you know, if I had a dollar for every time Jim Nance said the Crosby Clambake, right, you know, right. you know, we'd, we'd all go out for a nice dinner on, <laughs> on Saturday night, right? You don't hear... The Jackie Gleason references. You don't hear the connection, no. and it's it's interesting. Why is it just too dated? You believe? I don't know. It's uh, it could be. I mean, Jackie Gleason's long gone. People yeah. who are playing now are probably weren't even born when yeah. he uh, passed away. So it's just it's you to know, me it's bizarre. It's I mean, just... go back. You can look at some of the. They have Sammy Davis had a tournament. Yeah, and, true. Uh, Andy True. Williams had a tournament. I mean, there's well when the when the own. RBC Canadian Weeks Open mm. is announced, we'll uh, <laughs> that's, 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 well they're running out of Hall of Fames. They got to do something yeah, else, Bob. Yeah, we're okay. gonna name, we'll just we're gonna okay. throw it there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of big golf tournaments, Open Championship 2022 
back to Hoyt Lake, Royal Liverpool. Chris McKee, who does our social media on Golf Talk Canada, his family's friend. I got the te- when it was announced this week, we're going to the Open yeah. Championship in 2022. <laughs> He's going to make it a McKee family reunion. You know who's happy about this, though? Rory and Tiger. They're the last two champions there. That's pretty you know, good. Remember what Tiger did in, in 06 in a baked-out Hoy Lake? That was fun to watch. Yeah, that was a that was a wild tournament, and I could not believe that was the time when we got there. And for normally we always rent houses. For some reason, we were in a hotel that week, and it was the hottest week on record in UK history that week. The they had signs on the on the golf course that said uh, the reason I was saying it was great to be in a hotel because we had air conditioning. Believe it or not, right. But the, there were signs on the golf course. It was so dry that they were saying, please don't throw your cigarette butts down because they were afraid it would catch fire. Wow. That's so unheard that's of. That's how baked out it was. I remember Tiger hit one driver, I think, the entire yeah, week, entire right? Week. First uh, major championship he ever won. Uh, he won since his father's passing. Remember, it was right. really emotional uh, for that victory for Tiger. Anyway, they'll go back there in 2022. And an interesting note as well on this announcement, um, the uh, Mark Slumber from the RNA uh, came out and, su- and suggested that Turnberry is still in consideration for future Open. So they have not removed it from the Rota. Wait, 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 wait. Trump Turnberry. Sorry, Trump Turnberry. <laughs> my apologies. Now, the automatic assumption here is to they want to avoid the Trump train and right. what comes along with that. And, and I'm not saying that's not part of this, but I was in Turnberry last year. And, and a huge reason why they haven't gone back to Turnberry is infrastructure. Uh, the town has gotten very congested. There's one way in, one way out. It's one lane in either direction. The nightmare of trying to put 100, 150,000 spectators, media, et cetera, through there. Golfers. Golfers. <laughs> uh, there's a plan for a bypass. And they can't get it built. Right. And I think once they get that built, uh, Turnberry's future will be a lot clearer when it comes to the, the open rota. Yeah, so. I'm sure it won't hurt to have it after 2022 if uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see how it goes. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they don't want to get involved in that one. All right, winner's weird and what? Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, Scully time. What's the best stretch in the world of golf? It's a great show. It's jam-packed. But we're going to talk Cedar Bray Golf Club coming up next with the GM, Martin Pichet. This is GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Zucchino in studio with Weeks. We've got Dustin Johnson one-on-one with Bob. We've got Wem Sibson. Tons to get to today. But uh, if you're listening to us in the 1050 uh, area in Toronto and you're thinking of a golf membership in 2019, you want to check out our uh, our friends at Cedar Bray Golf Club. It's cedarbraygolf.com, cedarbraygolf.com. Uh, location is brilliant. It's almost uh, 20 minutes uh, or less from everywhere in the city. And it's just a beautiful golf course. It's a, a stunning property. They made the upgrade and, uh, with the brand new clubhouse about two years ago. I can't believe it's two years already. I still keep <laughs> calling it the new clubhouse. And they've got a lot of great programs and a big year ahead of them. I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Martin Pichet, the general manager, about the year coming up at Cedar Bray. Martin, thanks so much for taking the time to join me. Looking forward to another year, and thanks again for your support and uh, our relationship here on Golf Talk Canada. i got to tell you, though, as we record this interview and you and I are looking out our windows, uh, spring feels like a long time away, sir, right now with this snow coming down in Ontario. 
Yes, uh, I'm getting a little tired, as everybody else, of this winter. It's been um, a pretty uh, heavy one. But uh, according to Environment Canada, they're saying another three weeks, and then once the warm weather get here, gets here, uh, it's supposed to remain. So uh, looking forward to that. Right. It's, that, that, that's kind of my point. I know, you know, we kind of had you on today to just get a an update on things that are happening at Cedarbrae and why now is a good t- reason really to join and start thinking about joining. But it's going to sneak up on us pretty quickly. Next thing you know, uh, golf season is going to be here. Right now it feels like a long time away, but, but like you mentioned, it's not. It'll get here quickly. So right now I know you've got a lot of different ways you can join Cedarbrae. And there's obviously some referral programs for membership, or if you're coming in, you have a group of people, there's some referral programs, but there's a lot of different ways to join us. So what, what would somebody do right now if they wanted to, to, start, to start to take a look at uh, membership at Cedarbrae? Well, yeah, so as I mentioned, we have a great referral program. So if um, a member, uh, well, an existing member that we have refers a friend or family, um, they get a 25% uh, discount on or credit off the entrance fees, which is uh, a fairly um, significant amount of money. And then if we get a new member coming in and they refer some of their friends, so they join in as a group, we would extend the referral program to the group so everyone could receive uh, 25% credits on their dues. Uh, sorry, not on their uh, entrance fees. And then uh, they would also receive uh, credits on their dues for uh, referral. So that's a great uh, program that we have uh, at the current time. We also have a mini intermediate program. I'm going to say that probably it's one of the best programs in the GTA where we have five levels of uh, intermediates uh, depending on their age. So if you're under the age of 45, uh, I highly suggest that you give us a call and uh, look at our intermediate programs uh, because uh, they're very appealing. And uh, at the club, we have over 100 intermediate members at the club, uh, which makes it uh, very vibrant and uh, have a lot of activities for that age group. Yeah, I was just going to go there because I know everybody knows that uh, there's multiple different ways of joining Cedar Bray and you have you know multiple categories. But I think a lot of people are unfamiliar with how many intermediate membership programs that you do have, and you make it really easy for people under the age of 45 to join. And, and I do suggest that people reach out and, and contact you uh, at cedarbraygolf.com if you want more information at cedarbraygolf.com. But the, the one thing that we don't talk about sometimes, Martin, is the culture and the culture uh, for people that love golf, and especially a lot of people in their 30s and 40s who, who love golf, because uh, you said you have 100 active people in that category, and it's a real golfer's golf club. That's why I enjoy, although I don't get up very often, I only get up, say, three, four times a year. Uh, I'd love to be able to play more, but I only get up three, four times a year. But the one thing that sticks out to me on the range, you know, practicing, warming up, uh, what I see around club events, what I see on the tee sheet, is it's a real golfer's golf club, and there's a lot of intermediates, I could say, that are in that category. That's correct. Uh, and it's you know it's a growing category, and it's obviously the future of the club, but uh, we can't also forget of the uh, members that have been here for a long time, which are big supporters. And as you said, we have a very vibrant club uh, with uh, – our members uh, being active golfers, and we do uh, have many events uh, for all ages um, so that uh, we keep everybody uh, 
intertwine in the in the club culture and you know we mentioned our practice facilities uh, they're they're u- they're used quite a bit as we have a uh, tremendous practice facilities with a full range um you know there's no restrictions on uh, clubs or balls uh and that is an appealing fact uh, for uh new and existing members to be at the club yeah, it's very active. The range is great. The facilities are great. I know I still call it the new clubhouse, although we're celebrating a couple of years now of of the clubhouse. But in my mind, it's still new. And the facilities are tremendous, and the food's very good. I know you've got a huge championship coming up this year. The senior men's, uh, Canadian men's senior championship is coming this September. Before we get into that, uh, are there any more uh, renovations still happening in the golf course, or are they, are they complete, or are we still making upgrades to the golf course this year? I couldn't remember if all the bunkers were done yet or not. There's no renovations on the golf course itself. It's uh, all been completed, so the course is going to be now it's in second year of uh, full play. Uh, with no renovations, uh, but we are uh, looking, uh, always looking forward and uh, start to develop plans for uh, upcoming years um, in uh, making the practice facilities uh, better than they are and uh, always staying on top of what uh, and how we can make the course uh, more friendly and also uh, more challenging at the same time for our existing members. Well, it's always in tip-top shape. It's always some of the best greens anywhere in the country. The course is always immaculate, and I mean that. It's always tremendous. It sometimes frustrates me when I play Cedar Bray, especially so early in the year, and the greens, it feels like June already, and I go, why, why can't every golf course be playing like this already? You know, But Cedar Bray is always in magnificent shape, and that is certainly going to be on full display at the Canadian Men's Senior Championship in September. Tell us, give us a little sneak peek of that event. You and I will talk a lot between now and then about that event what's the sneak peek on that event for our listeners so the week of september 9th we will be hosting the uh, canadian men senior championship so we'll have uh, elite golfers from across the country as well as the, as the united states uh, coming up uh to compete um it's a great event i've hosted the event at a previous club uh, years ago and um it's uh it's nice to see the type of uh, golf uh, that will uh, be displayed uh, at uh, the club um, and we encourage uh, you know um, uh, spectators to come and uh, watch good golf and we're also looking for uh, volunteers uh, that week if someone would like to uh, come and help volunteer for either scoring or caddying or marshalling uh, we have uh, open you can go on the Golf Canada website and uh, on the volunteer section and uh, put in your name for volunteering. And as you know, uh, in preparation for this great event, September, uh, we will be ensuring that uh, course conditions will be uh, at their highest level all season long uh, in order to uh, have the course ready uh, for that week. But, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Cedar Bray, we try to keep uh, or we keep our conditions um uh, very pristine all year long. So we're not just prepping for that event, uh, but in anticipation to the event, we want to make it a, a special year for our members to enjoy a high-quality course and then uh, be able to showcase the course that week in September. Yeah, never hard uh, to get Cedar Bray in perfect shape because, like I say, it's, it seems like that daily. So for that uh, Senior Canadian Men's Championship, it won't be hard to dial it up. 
Uh, Martin, thanks so much for your time. Looking forward to talking more about that championship throughout the year. If you want information on membership, if you're poking around, trial membership, if you'd like to look at the different categories, intermediate uh, membership, cedarbreakgolf.com, cedarbreakgolf.com. The course magnificent. It's a great facility. I love the atmosphere. The people are fantastic. Uh, Justin and his team in the pro shop do an amazing job. Martin, thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks when the season gets started. Thank you, Mark. All the best, and we'll talk soon. Uh, thank you, Martin. Thank you to everybody at Cedar Bray back for another year with us here at Golf Talk Canada. And the only complaint I have about Cedar Bray is that I only get up there about three times a year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to spend more time on that golf course. It's always in mint condition. On the other side, Bob, we're going to run your one-on-one from uh, with Dustin Johnson that you did this week. Yes, um, and he just you know days removed from a historic career win, twenty wins, win. sixth World Golf Championship victory. Uh, he's the only the fifth player to win twenty times before turning thirty-five. He's won eleven of his last fifty-five starts. Hey, well, you That's think about remarkable. some of those numbers. Like, to me. Like the one, like it's a tremendous resume, and he's got a lot of golf ahead of him. He really does. Uh, you know, the only player to ever win more golf cha- world golf championships than than DJ's Tiger. Right. You throw a Tiger, he's owned those events, yep. really. Right. He's actually won more in, since two thousand and eight than Tiger. Than Tiger has, right? Um, the one glaring thing that that it, from a historical standpoint that we need to change, so that when we look back on him thirty years from now. Is that that one major is ridiculous? It's you know it's it's uh, I think it would have been okay, but except if you look at the fact that he has lost so many, mm-hmm. that to me is what stands out. I mean, he lost, he had a three-stroke lead going to the Pebble Beach at uh, Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell won. He uh, the bunker incident, a whistling straight. Yeah. So I mean, Darren he gets Clark. a ball out of bones, out of bounds at St. Rose, yeah. St. George, well a shot back. You know, there's so many other times when he could have could have been. Adding to that major total. Well, maybe this is the year. Maybe this year. He's certainly looking like uh, he can find that gear when he wants to. And I don't know if there's anybody better when he finds it. On the other side, we're going to run that one-on-one. DJ and and, uh, Bob from earlier this week at an RBC event. And an interesting story we can do off the top, too, about how fast he got home from Mexico City. Yes. That that, that was you told (laughs) me that. You told me that the other day. That's interesting. So on the other side, Dustin Johnson. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Uh, Zucchino Weeks in studio. Bob, this week you were at an RBC launch event. Uh, Webb Simpson was there. We'll hear from Webb later in the show. Uh, He's the newest RBC ambassador. Uh, But Dustin Johnson, a a guy who's worn the shield for a long time, had success at Glen Abbey, just, you know, a lot of fans north of the border for obvious reasons, kind of being almost married, marrying into Canadian royalty. Exactly. Interesting story, though, uh, before we queue up this interview where you spoke really uh, started talking a lot about his historic 20th win last week in the World Golf Championship, Mexico Championship. He had an interesting flight to Toronto. Well, they uh, they put him on a private plane, obviously. It was a little late leaving, obviously, because of the fact that he won. So there's always a few more duties that you've got to do. So he and Webb Simpson were on this private plane flying north. 
And I don't know if you remember last Sunday, but it was like very strong winds. In fact, there was a wind warning. I happened to be on the East Coast coming back from, a, from the Scotties Tournament of Hearts where I was doing some work. And the normal flight from Sydney to Toronto, I don't know, it was about two and a half, three hours. Anyway, it took us like a good 45 minutes longer because we were going into the winds. Those guys were going with the winds, Mexico City to Toronto, three and a half hours. That's ridiculous. That's, That's like Miami. Yeah, exactly. Big fan behind them. Oh, my Lord. Unreal. Well, DJ, great victory and maybe a great 2019 ahead. Here's Bob with Dustin Johnson. So, Dustin, congrats. Uh, big win. This is your sixth WGC, 20th victory, 12th in a row in seasons. When you add up all those stats and you think about that, what does this win mean for you? Yeah, it's big. I mean, it's, you know, any win's big. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to win on the PGA Tour. And, you know, to get my 20th at a WGC, which, you know, arguably has, you know, has just as good a field as a major, if not better, just... You know, all, every all the top guys in the world are playing, and, and you know, it, so to get my 20th out of WGC is it was a big deal. But you know, just having 20 wins, period, on on the PGA Tour is, you know, is a huge accomplishment. And yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's just kind of it's kind of surreal. It's just you know, but it's um you know something I've worked very hard to to get to. The uh, surreal part might be the fact that yesterday you were playing in Mexico and up here now you're up here doing some stuff for RBC in the snow. I was thinking about this. When was the last time you actually saw snow? Well, in December when I went to Aspen to okay. go snow skiing. But yeah, yeah I, I went there on purpose. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was prepared for it. <laughs> That's right. A little different when you get up here. Um, this has been an interesting year in terms of the schedule changes. Has it affected the way you're, you've laid out your year so far with different tournaments at different times? Um, not really. I, I like the changes in the schedule. It's a little bit different. Um, you know, well, now we'll play RBC before the U.S. Open, which is fun, which is good. I think that's a great date for RBC and, you know, RBC Canada. And it's, uh, and for me, I, I like the schedule changes. We end a little bit earlier. You know, I think it fits pretty well. Um, you know, it would be a little, obviously it's the first year, so take some getting used to. But, I mean, I'm going to play the same tournaments I have the last, you know, four or five years. So, um, you know, however they fall in the schedule is how it's going to go. I mean, I feel like there's a, you know, starting now I've got kind of, one on, one off, one on, you know, and then one off, two, a couple weeks off. So, but I don't mind breaks, and it, it really doesn't matter to me what, um, how long the break is or how often they come. Um, a couple of changes also. You got players now in March. Yeah. The course will play a little different. Is that going to play to your advantage being a longer hitter? It'll be a little softer, a little wetter? I. I've never played it overseeded, and you know it's definitely going to be a little softer. It'll be greener. Um, it's definitely it's going to be different. I'm looking forward to it because you know I haven't really played that well when it's being in May. Just and I, I feel like in May too, the way the course plays really firm and fast, and it plays. It plays fairly short just because it's, you know, and yeah, it doesn't really, I don't know, to me it, 
it kind of brings the whole field into it. Um, I don't know. I feel like playing a little earlier, overseeded rough and fairways and greens. Like the rough's probably gonna be a little deeper. Right. Um, you know, and, and growing up for me, always watching the players, it was always in March. And then right when I got on tours, when they switched it to May. So, right. Um, but I feel like I like the golf course. I feel like it, it sets up well for me. I just, I don't know, I haven't really played that well. I felt like I played good, but it's, it's weird. I just never scored that good on it. Um, you know, the greens in May are very tricky. And I think that's where I've really struggled the most is just on the greens. Speaking of greens, uh, I saw you had four putters in your bag <laughs> you brought up here. I know last year you were searching for putters, something to find for some consistency in there. You found one that's, that's, that's working? Yeah, yeah, no, I got, they're just a couple extra ones that I have. Um, but no, I'm still putting with the same putter that I have been for a while, which is just uh, um, the regular uh, black spider. Like it, it's working. Seems to be your putting is pretty good so far this year yeah it uh every part of your game's pretty good this yeah, year yeah it's doing okay um <laughs> but yeah i definitely i putted very nicely last week uh you know on tough greens and so you know that that definitely gave me a lot of confidence because you know i feel like i'm really stroking it well and you know on on those greens we were playing on last week which were you know it's kind of their defense they got a lot of slope a little squirrely but you know if you hit a solid putt they tend to roll just fine be nice to have that kind of a putter heading into augusta absolutely <laughs> um yeah because i mean augusta is you know you can you can give yourself you can give yourself a lot of good looks at birdie there but if you, if you roll the putter nicely it, it makes for a, a lot easier week for sure uh, we're gonna have an old classic style course for the RBC Canadian Open this year in Hamilton. I don't think I haven't played I'm, there, but I haven't been there. Have you heard anything? Have you talked to people about it? Yeah, the guys that I've talked to that played there said it's a great golf course, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing it and uh, playing it. But yeah, I I generally like traditional old school golf courses. It's kind of my, you know. It's, it's courses that I've had a lot of success on, and and. Uh, generally I like which is you would think would be the opposite but for me as I don't know I like the old school courses yeah. question I've asked every a lot of PGA Tour players is have you read the rule book the new rule book no. <laughs> you do you worry about that you just worry about the officials I think I don't think anybody has read it by the way except for one Mackenzie Hughes but majority <sighs> people have not read it no so they actually in Hawaii which is you know kind of the first tournament of this year they had a kind of a poster with right. a couple of the rule changes like the big ones well yeah the ones that we would probably come in to encounter mostly and so I did look through that look at it for, <laughs> for a few <laughs> seconds but I mean right now it's just so new um, have, that, you had to, have you had to drop the ball from your knee? Yes, and it <laughs> what do you it think looks that? so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. It's, I think it's terrible. And Ricky got called yesterday because oh, he, he dropped it from I know. shoulder heights. Is there, there's obviously an adjustment period coming on, but it is. That I, one. I would like to see him revise that one. I mean, the the knee high. I mean, when you watch it on TV, it just. <laughs> It looks awful. It does. Uh, but shorts is a good thing. 
Yeah, the shorts and the new rule for wearing shorts is, you know, um, for practice rounds is very nice. And, you know, the, the tour is, I mean, it's, it was time. I yeah. mean, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's totally acceptable to wear shorts, you know, on a golf course. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's very warm out, you know, especially for practice. I, I understand in competition, you know, because it, it does look nice. Right. Having the pants on, but in practice days, I don't see any issue with it. And finally, you know, are you and Austin, have you developed any kind of a theory about the pin in or the pin out? I don't put with the pin in. I, I do on long putts where I would have Austin tend the flag, I instead of having him stand there, I just leave the flag in. Because to me, a lot of times when the, when I have my caddy stand up there, it distracts me more than, so now it makes it easy because I can leave the pen in and putt. But as far as putting with the pen in, no. when I can see the hole, <laughs> I like. The biggest hole you can get there, I'm right? Just, well, I, for me, I'm used to I'm used to it the other way, so right. I, I'm not a. Thanks for your time. Because if it. I hit if I hit one putt and it hits the pin and goes out, I'm gonna lose it. So I just <laughs> take the flag out. That's good. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Well, that's a great interview, Bob. There were some real beauties in there. I love the, how he ends it there. All I got to do is hit one flag and yeah. not go in, and, and, and I'm not I'll doing, lose it. I'll lose it. <laughs> it's interesting. I, you know, I was. It's the first time I've heard the interview, so I was, you know, listening here in studio, uh, like everyone else, and um, I was surprised that uh, about the traditional golf courses. Yep. And I, I liked what he said. You, you would think most people would think. Yeah, that I around. would prefer a modern day ballpark, right? And yet, Big, he's, long yeah, hitters. wide, old, like more. Not that he's not a great driver of the golf ball, but just you know, a big high left to right. Like I kind of think, in a way, you know, he plays the game in 2019 the way Jack Nicklaus probably would play it in 2019. Jack was a big high left to right power player. Look at how Jack builds golf courses now. Yep. They're really second shot golf courses. You start to think DJ that way. And then he surprises you with something. It's it's interesting to hear him talk about that and 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 to when you when you think back now you look at where he's been competitive, and there's no one style that fits his game. Like he's he's been competitive at all four majors. Yeah. So you look at the layouts of those, and those are all generally pretty different. So he's he's conquered that. Um, and I just think now that his putting has come back around. I think last year I remember at the U.S. Open how painful it was to watch him putt. He had a whole bunch of different putters. I remember one time we were down at Carlsbad actually, and yeah. DJ was there. This is a year ago, December. Yeah. And we saw Bill Price, who was in charge of the putter stuff, coming over with about five different... They were all spiders, but they all had different, different alignments. And that was his yeah. biggest issue. But now he seems to have found a cure to that. I did I did joke to him about having the you know the five putters in his bag. So there's <laughs> most of they're all the same. They're just backups. So <laughs> uh just in one in case one catches a knee, finds a knee somewhere. Yeah, right? exactly. That's it. That's it. No, I think it could be a real big year for DJ. Uh gonna be interesting to watch. And now, by the way, after that victory in Mexico, he is now the favorite in most uh, betting books around the world heading into Augusta as of right now. He is the favorite. So we'll see if that sticks. There's a lot of big golf between now and then, including the Players' Championship. Speaking of the Players' Championship, Golf Talk Canada Television returns in a few weeks. Around the Players, we'll get you caught up on everything GTC TV, our new website, and 20 Weeks of TaylorMade get, get you caught up on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wind down the front side, as Scully would like to say. Ah, the front side, very good. GTC. Bob, March 13th, Golf Talk Canada television returns for season five. That coincides with something going on in Florida. It would be our 60-minute Players' Championship preview show. Excellent. Yes, the the best field of the year. Yes. It really is. Uh, you know, with all due respect, like you know, every kind of tournament, the big, it's not officially a major. Again, that's a, kind of a silly word, too, official uh, major, because they kind of just happen, too, right? But, right. Uh, they, you know, they all have their identities. You know, Augusta, obviously, Augusta National has its, its very clear-cut identity. The U.S. Open over the years has had its identity. A little stretched in tarnished recent lately. years. Yeah, tarnished lately. But, you know, the standard of par, the challenge of keeping a ball in the fairway, the punishing rough, etc., and the mother nature of the Open Championship and how uh, Open Championship is really uh, p- played on, on a course that was born, not built, so to speak. The PGA is actually always the one that... Uh, has suffered in identity over the years, but has gotten better in the last 15 to 20 by going to solid venues. Uh, the Players' Championship, to me, it's always, it, well, it's golf's greatest stadium golf course. This is, this is what stadium golf is supposed to look like, and it's the best field of the year. Yeah, it's, I think the, uh, the PGA Championship probably has the second best of, of, uh, field of the year other than those 20 club pros. The Players' Championship, that's what makes the Players' Championship to me a little bit better. It'll be interesting to see if the PGA changes its its, its uh, outlook. Criteria? Uh, its outlook when now being in the second major. Because I always thought it was, the, as the last major, it was kind of, okay, we've gone through three that all have a, a nail to hang their hat on, right. per se. Like there's two sort of national championships, and there's one that's always at the same place. And, right. and then there's the PGA. Well, how do you define it? But now it might be interesting to see if that changes a little bit. Um, but the Players' Championship to me is is still the greatest um, greatest test, I think, because if you look at the winners of that tournament, I mean, go back and it just there's we said this uh, this earlier this week when we were talking. There's no one style of player that wins on that golf course. You know, over the, one year Davis Love won it, big long hitter. Yep. Two years later, Fred Funk wins it. I mean, you've got Jason Day winning it. You've got Tim Clark winning it. So it's, that's why it's, it's to me that's why it's brilliant, right? Exactly. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and if you want, you can think about it and give me your answer in Scully time. Okay. Later in the show, so Scully, I want this from you as well. Now with the PGA Championship moving to May, there is more than likely one or two golf courses we will no longer see in the PGA Championship rotation: Whistling Straits, uh, Hazelton. Um, Maybe Rochester will kill, maybe yeah, no longer. I, I don't so. know. That's Because of that and the introduction of some new golf courses, do you think we will see at some point in the next decade or two a major championship in May in the desert? Do you think we see our first ever desert major? I'm just curious because they got to find some new yeah. spots. Remember, remember the PGA Championship was saying that they might be the first one to go outside the United States. Yes. So think about that. And uh, let's talk okay. about that a little later in the show. Uh, Golf Talk Canada Television, as Bob alluded to, returns uh, March 13th. That's Wednesday, March 13th, 1 p.m. Eastern, TSN 4, with a 60-minute preview 
of the Players' Championship. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is back for 2019, this time giving away close to $20,000. That's right, you heard me, close to $20,000 in TaylorMade product. The grand prize, of course, through the bag, top-to-bottom custom-fit experience. And it's really easy to participate. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. That's it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. You have a chance to win every week. If you already follow us, you're already in. And that kicks off Masters Week, Bob. So we'll give away our first prize from the grounds of Augusta when you and I kick off Masters Week on TSN with uh, Golf Talk Canada's preview of the Masters. So that'll be great. And uh, Now, I thought we were going to launch our new website, Masters Week. And I have been told that our new website is launching next Saturday. Wow. Which is great. So the new home of of Golf Talk Canada will be golftalkcanada.com. As opposed to golftalkcanada.ca, it will be moving to golftalkcanada.com. And it's just going to be for everything and anything Golf Talk Canada. Um, It'll be your your home for podcasts, your home for our YouTube channel, uh, et cetera, et cetera. One-stop shopping. Um, and uh, looking forward to that as well. That'll be exciting to yeah. see all that stuff there and see. Uh, maybe we'll have uh, swing sequences of the of the hosts. Of the. <laughs> <up there. laughs> be, what maybe. what not to do? Yeah, what exactly. Not to do. The after or the before guys. Uh, you'll see. Uh, I'll do uh, putting tips. I'm going to do. Yeah. That. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that would be a funny series, actually, for a YouTube actually. channel. Marjorie Zucchino's putting tips could get, be get some pros to uh, break our to break down. them down. Uh, in hour two, if you're uh, listening to us online, iHeartRadio app, or if you're in the markets that get hour two of Golf Talk Canada, lucky you, uh, we've got a great hour two. Bob with Webb Simpson. Winners weird and what? We'll talk bear trap versus sawgrass versus snake pet, and we'll get you caught up on all leaderboards around the world of golf. I've got a bit of a rant to kick off Winners Weird and What coming up next. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hour two, so much to get to. Webb Simpson, the defending players champion. Scully time. Of course, we'll get you caught up on all leaderboards from around the world of golf, but it's time for three dub winners, weird and what. And Bob, T is mine, sir. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Now, my winner this week, Bob, and this caught me off guard. I would have gotten this incorrect. If you had asked me, you know, prior to the Honda Classic starting, Mark, who has the longest active cut-making streak on the PGA Tour? Gary Woodland would not have been my answer. 
Hmm. And Gary Woodland is, in fact, have the most, the longest active cut streak going on the PGA Tour. And this week he did it by birdieing the most difficult par three on the PGA Tour all of last (laughs) season, number 17 at the Bear Trap, and then 18 at PGA National. Back-to-back birdies to make make it to the weekend and extend his cuts to 21 in a row. That's, you know who that's good news for? Our pal Brandon Little. Yeah, that's right. Right, making cuts. Right. Making cuts, making checks, that's right? It. Exactly. Uh, interesting thing about just this note on this, 21 streaks, uh, excuse me, 21 cuts in a row, that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, that's something to be applauded, sure. of course. Uh, however, what's interesting as well about this is how this starts. Golf's a weird game. It's been a year since he's since he missed a cut. The last cut he missed was a Players' Championship last year. So, wow. But now that's May, keep in mind, right? But he injured, remember? Yeah, he was injured. So he won in February at uh, Waste Management last year. Then got into some injury issues, missed four cuts in a row, and then hasn't missed one since. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? What amazing. what a game we choose to play. Okay? Ah, uh, dear. Um, the weird I have this week is Brexit might affect the Open Championship. Yes, now, that's right. Now, Martin Slumbers, who is the head of the RNA, came out this week and said the Brexit deadline is March 29th. Now, that could be extended. And the deadline, what we're talking about, is, is, is Britain's exit from the European Union. But when you think about this in golf terms, and I wasn't thinking about it in golf terms, but we're all going to Ireland this year. But I'm landing in Dublin. Ah, that's South Ireland, that's right? right? You drive north. And I've done this a million times. You don't even know you're entering Northern Ireland. Right. It's it's just you drive into Northern Ireland. That's the end of it. Well, there's potential for this to be issues now. Uh, hard border. Hard border. Customs, bringing stuff in and out. Uh, uh, visa requirements. Uh, commercial goods coming in and out. This could open up a whole can of worms. And the problem is, is that if it extends in April, May, and goes down this road, and the Open Championship is July, that's a lot to adapt to in a 30-, 60-day period. Oh, for sure. And it's, I mean, just, you know, golf's obviously a small, very small piece of this whole bigger puzzle, which has just turned out to be a huge mess over there, we won't have to get into the political stuff about it, but uh, but yeah, for our own selfish needs, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, really, could you make it maybe in August? That would be really a lot easier. That would be it. a lot easier if they could just push it back till we're done. Uh, exactly. I get. Listen, if we're not getting political, especially about European politics, because we got enough problems in North America right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't need right. to go to the other side of the world for it. Okay, my what this week? You want to talk about problems? Yes. No, I don't. But yes, Bob, what have we done? Oh, here we go, Bob. What have we done? <laughs> Okay, the, the new rules of golf were supposed to simplify the game. It was supposed to make it easier to understand, easier to apply, not just at the professional level, but the game top to bottom, right? Because we've never wanted bifurcation. That's always been no bifurcation. That's one of the beautiful things about golf. We all play the same game, right. yet here we are. We got Ricky Fowler being uh, penalized for a drop at his shoulder, okay, Uh, because he's not dropping it at knee height. Uh, It looks ridiculous. They've made fun of it on social media. If you drop a ball from knee height, that should be a minimum distance to the ground. Uh, Going higher, why is how is that a penalty? Going above knee height makes no sense. Going below, I can't can't understand. Uh, Again, confuse again though. Whatever you're stances on this, whatever your opinion is on this, the one thing you can argue is that it's not confusing. I, you know, you're right. And I'm sure when the guys are sitting around the table trying to put these rules in place, you know, they sit there and think about it and think about it and think about it. You could do it a hundred ways, but when it gets into practice, then it's different. And listen, a lot of this is just 
guys adapting to change. Nobody likes change, no one likes right? Change. But you're right. There are some things that's, that why, why can't you just now that you've sort of seen things going on, just modify it just a touch? They, they've already did a modification to the lining up the caddy and yep. player role. So we, right. we've had that blunder right. in the new rules. We've had the blunder of the drop. Now we've had the blunder of Alex Checa being uh, disqualified for using uh, a greens book that was like a quarter of an inch too big or something like that. And by the way, there's not a guy on tour that understands this rule, by the but way. The, the, the best part about that one is that he was using last year's green reading Wasn't book, even the right and book. And the greens had been redone. Yes, so yes that's the best like trying to <laughs> trying to get your find your way around Toronto using a map of Montreal. I mean, it's really... So we've got rules violations, penalties, controversy all over the place. The rules have completely missed the mark. Completely missed the mark. Okay? But that's not my biggest problem. Okay. My biggest problem is my buddy Mike Davis yeah. from the USGA that has the gall and the nerve to come out this week at their general meeting and suggest the rules are doing it, it, he's pleasantly surprised the rules are doing exactly what they were intended to do to clarify and simplify the game he said this publicly <laughs> this week does does he even watch golf is he even watching golf you know is or is he just like hasn't watched the game in like 2 years but hasn't resigned yet is that like what's going on yeah well, he's he's the certainly Martin, he's certainly 180 degrees from his counterpart. Well, in the I was RNA. just gonna say, Martin Slumber is count, uh, Slumber's his counterpart in the RNA said uh, that he he's not pleased that he's in, anticipated some issues. They've got bumps in the road, and he's at least admitted that there are issues, and and hopefully these things will iron out, and there's going to be a learning curve, and maybe some adjustments, and maybe some adjustments from the USGA. Complete 180. I think you have to be ready to, to, to massage a few things because no matter how much you write them down, when you put them into practice, there's always going to be some things you didn't think about. It's, it has to be that way. Un- unbelievable. Uh, and if Lawrence Applebaum's listening this morning, Lawrence, we need to have a rules person <laughs> yeah. come on. I know you guys are doing your general meetings this week, and I wish uh, Golf Canada, just just let's do our own Golf Canada rule book and, yeah. s- and simplify it for, exactly. for golf in this country. I'd be all for that. All right, Bob, tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, my winner this week, Mark, is a guy who uh, has had a whole bunch of things happen to him this week, which I think is, is really cool. First of all, Drew Nesbitt from Shanty Bay, Ontario, up near Barrie. Uh, he Monday qualified for the uh, PGA Tour event, the Honda Classic, which is great. Young guys had some some success playing in the uh, Latino America Tour where he shot a 59 last year. Nice. So he's, he's a good player, good young player. So he gets into the tournament. So that's step one. Yeah. In the bigger picture, he shoots two good rounds. He makes the cut. He's going to catch Seven off the lead. It's great. He's, he's playing some great golf. And before he actually got into the tournament, once or once he got into the tournament, he was looking around for hotels down near there and they're a little expensive so he uh, actually put out on Twitter or his caddy did I think put out on Twitter said hey anybody know anybody where you know they could stay with they could bunk in just because they want to try and maybe cut down on expenses well comedian and and, uh, television star uh, Jerry D who's also a great golfer and good friend of uh, we saw him last year at the Masters under the tree Jerry D says you know what buddy you find a find a place send me the bill I'll pay for it nice how about that well done Jerry Jerry D D. helping him out but the best part may have come yesterday (laughs) <laughs> this is how he made the cut. If you go on social media, you won't have any trouble finding this. 
But uh, Drew hits his shot on the sixth hole. Tee shot comes in, goes into the water, but the ball is still above the water. Just you can see most of it. So rolls up his pants, takes his shirt right off. He's bare chested. He's been in the gym. You can tell he's working out pretty good. Hits a great shot up just short of the green. Chips it up, makes a par. Two holes later on the eighth, he hits a shot going for the drink again. It skips and hops up onto the green. And thanks to those two shots, he's playing on the weekend and he's making a check. I just love it. Drew Nesbitt. Is amphibian. We need. We can't yeah. call him Aquaman because Jay Haas had Aquaman. Right, right. We need something along those lines. All right. We'll figure, we'll okay. Figure we'll figure out. Out. We'll get a name for him. <laughs> All right. My uh, my weird this week takes us to the beautiful city of Minneapolis, Twin Cities, and let me read you the story here with the headline that says: "Woman upset at St. Paul ATM wax police wax uh, St. Paul ATM wax police say." Okay. Well, let's figure out what that means. Yeah. When a woman couldn't get money out of a St. Paul ATM, she was so teed off she took a golf club to the machine. It happened in the middle of the night on Wednesday. Police were called to the bank after an employee was alerted about the damaged ATM in the morning. They couldn't figure out what was going on with it. Uh, they, uh, she apparently made a tra- tried to make a transaction, couldn't do it. So she came back in with a surveillance where surveillance cameras showed her trying to uh, trying to hit tee off on the ATM. She actually slipped and fell on the first one. So she whiffed. <laughs> she had a whiff, but then she got back up. She steadied, her, steadied herself. Swung again and connected with the ATM. The machine's screen was damaged, requiring about $2,000 to repair. Now, the funny part about this is she probably thought she was not going to get caught. She forgot that she had tried to do a transaction before, so it recorded her name, recorded who she was. And, of course, there are cameras there, so she is uh, going to soon be brought in to pay for that. That's a beauty. Love it. My What This Week is a really cool story about a new kind of golf. And it is golf in New York City. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's going on a little bit. It's called street golf. No. And there's a documentary out um, about a man they call Tiger Hood. <laughs> they play street golf. It's a guy by the name of Patrick Barr who uh, lives, in the, lives basically on the streets in New York. He sells uh, artwork, photographs and stuff on there. And now they've got this game where they play golf using real golf clubs, but instead of balls, they use milk boxes, little square milk boxes. Mm-hmm. And you can see this guy's done a, a documentary uh, all about this thing. It's called Neighborhood Golf Association. If you Google that, you can find okay, it. Okay, I gotta it for see. Free. I have not seen this. And at it's all. a really cool story about this guy who basically plays golf in the streets in New York. And this is also happening in other big cities, inner cities, in Paris and places like this, where they kind of manufacture little courses out of whatever they can find. And they play in the streets and they play golf. It's a really cool thing to watch. There you go. Neighborhood Golf Association. That's the movie. The the beauty of it, Bob, is you you can get done in under two hours, right? Yeah, exactly. We're going to make our way over to the subway, guys. I don't know about how you, if you have to drop from the knee with uh, with the milk box. (laughs) Keep that league away from the USGA. I'll tweet out a link to the movie. Keep that league away from the USGA. Yeah, okay. okay. Please. All right. All right, Bob. uh, On the other side, Webb Simpson, newest member of Team RBC. Yep. Uh, defending champion at the Players' Championship yeah. last year with the armbar uh, putter. Uh, really kind of turned his career around. Um, how do you want to tee this up? What, yeah, what, what it's an emotional get... win for him. He talks a little bit about what it means to him a year later. His father had just died shortly before, and it was on Mother's Day. So there was a lot of emotion. He talked about that. He talked about what it's like to be a member of RBC and uh, a few other interesting tidbits. All right, great. We'll hear from Webb, the defending Players' Champion, next with Bob. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. We are only two weeks away from the Players' Championship, where the defending champion will be Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson really resurrecting his career last year, that armbar putter winning a huge event of the Players' Championship. He was up this week in Toronto uh, as the newest ambassador of RBC and had an opportunity to speak with Bob Weeks. Webb Simpson, welcome to uh, snowy, cold Toronto. I promise you the weather will be a little bit better when you come back for the RBC Canadian Open, but um, you are the newest member of Team RBC. What does it mean for you to, to join this team? It means a great deal. Um, I've seen you know the RBC logo on guys' shirts or bags um, over the years, and um, I've always played the RBC Heritage and played the RBC Canadian Open a few times, so um, it's an honor to, to be part of kind of the the global company uh, that RBC is, but also you know, be part of the team with the other Team RBC guys. Uh, why don't you give me a little synopsis of your year so far? How do you feel about it? Where, where are you with your game? So after the Ryder Cup, I took a bunch of time off. Uh, we had our fifth child in December. So <laughs> getting used to a family of seven, uh, it's been great. Um, you know, Eden's doing well. And so I played twice in the fall, and I've, I've played three times so far in you know, calendar year 2019, and played solid. Um, had a chance to win at the RSM and lost by one there. But yeah, it's been it's been a solid start. And you know, starting I guess last week in Mexico, I'm I'm about to play a lot of tournaments coming up. So um, yeah, I feel good about where the game is. How has the the change in the calendar and the schedule this year affected when you play and where you play? It's definitely affected things. I think there for me personally, there's a better rhythm of the schedule. Um, but they, the, the PGA Tour really does give you an opportunity to play a lot, play a little, or kind of pick and choose when you do play a lot of events. So um, I would say it's afforded me the opportunity to take a, a lighter first couple months of the season, and I'm about to pick it up, like I said, uh, and play, I would say, nine of the next 11 events, which is a lot. One of those events, obviously, players, well, you'll defend last year from last year's win. Um, you talked about that, how important that win was, and it came, I know, after your father had passed away. There was a lot of emotion that came out in that press conference at the end. But when you look back now, what, what strikes you about that victory? Well, you know, there's so much to be said, and, and people make such a big deal of winning major championships in our sport. And I was able to win a major championship at age 26. And I think I tell people it came a little bit of a as a shock to me because I'd never contended in a major um, and so winning the players after having not won for four and a half years I, I guess it meant more to me and meant more to my career than the US Open because when you when you go that long without winning after winning four times on the tour in a short amount of time doubt starts to creep in you wonder are you doing the right things and at that at that point before the players I would have taken any win you know, winning matches at my home course against buddies was, was big for me at the time. <laughs> so to come through, it's almost like my breakthrough victory. Again, like my first win was Wyndham 2011. So it felt like a breakthrough win. But to do it at the players, 
like you said, after losing my father in November on Mother's Day, it was couldn't have been more special. Um, players is one of those tournaments we were talking about a new schedule. It'll be different. I know you've never played the players in March. Uh, what are you expecting from the courses? How different will it be? It's a lot different. I was there two weeks ago, and it looks incredible. Uh, they did. They've done a great job. I, I've never played the players in in March, but. You know, my caddy, Paul, who lives there, says, you know, the biggest factor is going to be the weather. It could be beautiful, and it could be, you know, high 50s and, and below in 20. So uh, I think, you know, everyone's anticipating it being warm because it's Florida, but who knows. But the, the, the golf course looks immaculate, and I think, uh, you know, I, it stinks. I've only had nine months to be defending champ. I wish it was I get another three, but, <laughs> hey, no one's ever won back-to-back -back players, so it's, it's a good challenge. How much different will it be, though, having to hit? Like, you hit a hybrid off 18, I think, last right. year, yep. uh, if I recall that right, and now probably have to hit a few more drivers out there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was one thing I said to my caddy. We were on 18T for media day, and you know the normal win that time of year he says into so like yeah it's not going to be a hybrid it might be a driver than a hybrid but <laughs> certainly not going to be a hybrid off the tee one question i've always wanted to ask you now that you have five kids what's it like do you bring them all to one tournament and, and if you do do you have to like pack like the d-day invasion or something or <laughs> what, what happens so they do come uh my oldest two are in school so they don't come as much but we uh we uh my wife's actually an expert packer so <laughs> all five kids in one suitcase and then she has her so it's it's not that bad, but uh, it's a big suitcase. It's a big suitcase, <laughs> and we we do have a 12 passenger uh, Sprinter van now. Okay, that was our latest purchase <laughs> to get all of them in there. So it is a bit of a show when we go to tournaments. But it must be must feel good to have them all there when you at least most of them there when you when you're playing. Yeah, it, it, it's great. You know, I think that's the hardest thing that people don't realize about what we do is when we're gone we're gone for a lot of time it's not just a two-day business trip and we're home it's you know last week I was gone seven days and so to get them out just makes being on the road that much better or that much easier um, RBC Heritage coming up this year obviously I think that's a, a, a tournament that's going to be near and dear to you if it wasn't before I think it was already but w what's that tournament feel like for you now that you're a member of Team RBC um, well RBC Heritage was already special to me it's you know, three and a half hours from where I live. I grew up going to the beach, so it just feels kind of like a home event in a lot of ways. I know a lot of people that live around there, and um, I've always loved that golf course. People ask me all the time, your favorite course on tour, I say Harbor Town. So there's a lot of things that I love about RBC Heritage, but I think being a brand ambassador now, um, it'll feel even better to be there, compete, and, and try to win. And then RBC Canadian Open, a different date this year, yep. perhaps uh, a different golf course, which a lot of players haven't seen before as well. Old classic style golf course. How much are you looking forward to that one? Um, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. I've heard great things from everyone. Uh, usually it's a, it's a good sign when you ask multiple people what they think of the course and they all love it. That's <laughs> that not that, that, that doesn't always happen. So I, I think I think it's going to be exciting and, you know, I, th I think the field's going to be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to being back in, in Canada for the Open. I promise you it will be warmer when you come. Thanks yeah. for some time. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Bob, with defending players champion Webb Simpson. Bob, I loved his line about the 18th hole of media day. Now with the players being in March, you know, hitting hybrid. Yeah, I'll hit hybrid again. Probably going to be driver, then hybrid. <laughs> hybrid right, so exactly. That's so good. I mean, he played so well last year, played so calm, and it was a real... Uh, you know, it was a first win in four and a half years for him, and I think at, at times he's told he told me uh, prior to taping that interview that you know you sort of begin to doubt yourself, but you have to keep putting in the hard work, and it's nice when it comes through for him. And you can hear that in that he's a he's a genuinely nice guy. Well, to defend his championship or for anyone who wins, they're going to have to play what I think is the, the maybe the best stretch of golf in 
championship golf, 16-17 at Sawgrass. But where does it stack up for Bob? Where does it stack up for Scully? Is it the hardest? Where the bear trap, the snake pit, Amen Corner? We'll talk a little bit about it next in Scully time. This is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Zucchino with Weeks in studio. Uh, we'll do leaderboard updates coming up with LPGA, PGA Tour, and Champions Tour. But let's get to a little scully time. With time! He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with wa- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? He's spraying his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. I'm Scully. If that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what does. Happy birthday, Adam Scully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A couple more gray hairs now. Yeah, right. I woke up yesterday with back pain. I can, I can help you with the, uh, with the gray hair if you want. Perfect. Men. Yes, Girl great. I'll give you some. 27? 27. 27. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. Oh, God, just to... Just golf to, balls in my, my golf bag that are older than that. Just to feel yeah. my body for one day yeah. what it feels like <laughs> to be 27. A year old. Remember, that was when you could putt. Yeah, I could wow. putt. Yeah, good putt. Back that's how we'll refer to it: the putting years. Uh, the putting, <laughs> the putting years. era. When I was twenty-seven, <laughs> I could putt with blade. Uh, okay, we got the Players Championship coming up. Yeah, exciting time. And I, I think. Listen, I don't want to be misunderstood by this because I think there are better three-hole stretches in golf. But it's my favorite because of, because of where it is. First of all, I think there are three great holes, 16, 17, and 18. But I, they're my favorites because of where they are and the volatility they can create on a Sunday coming down the stretch. We saw it with Ricky Fowler a couple of years ago. Uh, we saw the Len Matisse was hard to watch on 17 many years ago. It's just you don't know who's going to win the Players' Championship mm-hmm. until you know that final group's gone through 16, 17, 18. End of story. You've got Eagles or others on 16. You have potentially anything on 17. And you've got one of the best in-your-face par fours to finish anywhere in the world on 18. Now... So it's my favorite stretch because of what it does for a tournament and what it does for TV. You know what it's called? It actually has a name. That's 16, it? 17, 18. What is it? It's called The Gauntlet. The Gauntlet. Really? Oh, there you go. Is that new? I don't know. I just found it on the internet. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know, somewhere on yeah, NBC. Wikipedia. NBC's <laughs> probably trying to brand it The Could Gauntlet, be. right? It does have a trademark little... Yeah, oh, of course. Of, of course, there'll be anyway, t-shirts this year. Right? Sorry to be, no, no, no. There'll be t-shirts this year. Where is it for you guys... And, and how do you decipher? Like, for me, I put it up there as a fan perspective and how to settle a championship event. 
But from a pure golf perspective, you know, for me, my favorite three-hole stretch in the world has got to be Amen Corner, 11, 12, 13, or, or 7, 8, 9 at Pebble. Yeah, for sure. I mean, looking at uh, TPC Sawgrass, I'm curious how it's going to play this year in March, especially if it's a little cooler. Because last year it was hot. It's essentially just a wedge contest on 17. Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts of moving the tee back potentially. But, you know, if it's a little cooler, the wind's into you. You could be hitting just about anything onto that hole. And... So some stats for weather yeah. uh, made in March. Uh, average uh, daytime high in May is 28. Average in March is 22. Uh, the difference is is in the low. The low in May is 22. In March, the low is 12, yeah. the average. You get those early morning tea times or you get a cold day. A little breezy, too. Yeah. Okay, wind. They Now, keep in mind, they take all the wind for a month, and then, then they amortize it across 30 days, mm-hmm. roughly. Uh, it averages one mile per hour more a day in March than it does in May. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's an amortization over 30 days. In reality, the wind blows a lot harder. It's a lot colder. Different mm-hmm. direction wind, different too. Di- yeah, still a north else. wind. Yeah. They haven't got the south winds yet. It's a different golf course. And when they built that golf course as a stadium golf course, they built it with March in mind, not sure. May in mind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to have to worry about the teeth being back in 17 this year. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be an exciting uh, finish for sure. And even you, you saw last year, like even Webb was saying in that interview, you know, hitting hybrid off that tee. You're not going to see that this time around. Even last year, Tiger hit this great pro tracer two iron that slung 30 yards right and right to left. And you're going to have to bomb driver now, or else you're not going to get there in two. Okay, so guys, what's your favorite? What's your favorite from a tournament standpoint as a spectator or someone, a reporter, someone covering it? And what's your favorite just for pure golf? I went a little off the board here because I, 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 I knew there'd be some obvious ones. Right. Uh, so this isn't a three-hole stretch; it's a four-hole stretch. We haven't seen You're this cheating in, already. Uh, of course, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, this goes a couple of years back, and this is the Atlanta Athletic Club holes mm-hmm. 15 through 18. We've seen some great moments there uh, over the years. The 15th hole, a par three, plays up to 260 yards. Of course, David, David Tom's hit his hole in one there. There was a great duel back in 2011 between Keegan Bradley and Jason Duff. Right. And Duffner sort of waved a five wood in the, in in a play or uh, in regulation there to lose his lead. And then King and Bradley went on to win. Um, sixteen and seven, sixteen uh, is a good par four. Seventeen, another good par three, and eighteen plays up to five hundred yards in a par four. So that's a very exciting, maybe underrated stretch. Yeah, certainly an underrated stretch from a championship standpoint. Yeah, we're handing sure. out a trophy on a Sunday. Yeah, 100%. What's your favorite from a play? If you could go play right now, any stretch of holes in the world, what would you go play? Uh, well, it depends. I Pebble mean, four to ten's pretty hard to beat on this side of the pond. I think you got to go overseas to find anything that competes uh, with Pebble Beach from four to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, man, I don't know. There's a couple of really good stretches that actually at Royal Port Rush. I said on this side of the pond. Okay. Ah, because okay. cheating again. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I it, okay. 17, 18 at the cliffs. It, it, there yeah. you go. Ooh, that's that's pretty a good. good one right that's there. Good. That's a very good one because it's your birthday. We'll let you cheat. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very because kind. it's your birthday. I, I was going to say as well, another uh, underrated stretch, just in terms of entertainment yeah. as as a viewer, uh, is 16, 17, 18 at Glen Abbey. It's yes. very underrated. Two par five. It, it, can, uh, it can really turn things around. Remember Tiger Woods that one year went eagle birdie eagle yep. down yeah. that stretch? You've seen it every year there. It always produces a great finish, yep. and it's a shame. Bob, for you, what's your favorite in terms of, hey, i got to watch this, i got to write about it, i got to be engaged on a Sunday, versus, and what's your favorite just... These are just my favorite set of holes. Well, Amen Corner to me is still the the, the the one to beat. I mean, it's so much happens there, mm-hmm. so many different things. Think of all the magical moments, good and bad, that have happened mm-hmm. there. Uh, 
Uh, Larry Mize chipping in on 11 in the playoff. Yeah. or uh, Freddie Couples. Jordan the... Spieth a couple oh, years God. ago dunking him in the water. Mm-hmm. And so that one, to me, has a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. And it, technically, when you say Amen Corner, you're actually only referring to the second half of 11 and the tee shot on 13, believe it or not. Yeah. That's how it was originally decided. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Green Mile at, uh, at Quail yeah. Hollow, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wells Fargo, 16, yeah. 17, 18 there is pretty good. You can look at uh, the Bear Trap, of course. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that one this week. But uh, also um, the... Snake Pit coming up in a few weeks, Snake guys. Pit, that's South what Park. I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah, that is a bunch awesome. that they've that mentioned here that shot, I've heard I, of. That tee shot, off the top of my head, I don't have a scorecard in front of me, but I believe it's a tee shot on 16, the par 4 with the water up the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of the most daunting tee shots they'll face all year. It, it's 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 such a hard angle, and you just don't know what line to pick. And you, and you, like some guys will say, well, you got to hit driver and take on the corner of three. And other guys will try to peel something up the left, and and it's just so awkward for those guys. For me, I, I you know I guess it's always hard to argue anything with Amen Corner, but I love yeah. the finish at at Sawgrass. And but for playing on this side of the pond, I'll, I'll take Pebble four to ten is the best stretch of holes mm-hmm. we have on this side of the world to play golf. Anywhere in the world, I you know I might go with the new, with uh, the new Turnberry four to eleven is con- is Turnberry what they've done at Turnberry is they've done what we, what Pebble Beach where you, you get on the you get on the ocean at four and you don't leave it till eleven mm-hmm. just like Pebble you get on the ocean at four and you don't leave it till ten uh, they've just done an absolutely brilliant job with Turnberry and I hope they get that sorted and I hope we yeah. find it back in the in the open rota because when I walked off that property last year uh, the first thing I said to myself was it would be a crying shame if the world wasn't treated to, to get to see open championships here in the future it's just absolutely brilliant mm. so mm. oh it's, uh, it's it's so many exciting stretches I, one thing I wanted to ask you guys as well um, just put the players championship in general because we're going back to March last year as we remember Webb Simpson got to this huge lead and I believe the third round was like a seven shot lead and it was sort of anticlimactic do you think it'll be a bit closer this year just because the scores will be uh, a little higher because the winds are going to be up the temperatures are going to be down and you know that could that um, be advantageous to someone like Tiger we've seen in the past you know Honda last year Valspar last year of course he's not playing Honda you're this suggesting year. maybe because it's tougher more like yeah. a major championship more like it was intended to be there's you know more more emphasis on ball striking right because it's going to be blustery, that sort of thing. I think it'll be. I think there'll be fewer guys who can contend this year, but it will be closer. Yeah. I think when we were talking about the winners before, you looked at the guys like Davis Love and Fred Funk and Jason Day and Tiger Woods and Tim Clark. I mean, Stephen there's all Ames, sorts yeah. of right, all sorts of different shapes and sizes of games in there. But I think now you're going to see more of a big boys, uh, yeah, big boys tournament out there where the guys you're going to have to hit it long to, mm-hmm. to contend on the long mm-hmm. course. So the Brooks Kepkas, the DJs, the uh, Usual suspects, yeah. as they might say. Yeah, yeah I, I've always thought, um, you know, again, it's lots going to depend on condition because traditionally over the years, and it's been in May, we've we've talked about how you don't need a driver to get around there anymore. Right. Yeah. Now, does that does that still the case now? Or is it cold enough and soft enough where driver goes back in the bag? I don't know if it's even with the different conditions. It'll certainly be harder. I'm still not sure on a modern scale that it's still long enough to say, you got to like the draw you need driver i still think tiger can do very well around that golf course with a large bucket of two irons and three woods i really do now he's going to have to hit driver on the on par 5s cuz mm-hmm. you're going to have to take advantage of those they are a brilliant collection of risk reward par 5s yeah uh however 
you know, you look at 16, a lot of guys used to hit three wood on 16 because it's easier for them to turn it from sure. right to left, yeah. right? Uh, a lot of, the, lot of the shot shaping there is right to left. Um, you know, I, yeah, why not Tiger there? That's like to Bob's point earlier. It, the beauty of it is you can't, almost you can't handicap it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go to break, on the other side, we're going to update leaderboards from around the world of golf. I brought up about an hour ago, because of the Players' Championship moving to May, uh, sorry, the Players' Championship back to March and the PGA to May, that the PGA Championship might lose a few courses that it's gone to over the years. And I was just curious. I don't see it happening. I'd like to see it. I see them using more southern destinations maybe, maybe a few more times to Kiowa than, than intended, or maybe a few spots that you know we weren't anticipating. Florida, Florida yeah. I could see that. Texas, um, I don't see a desert major but i'd like to see it i would just like to see your opinion i think it'd be pretty cool you know i think when you're when you're in those or putting those trying to find sites for those a couple things happen one is you want to look for a uh, an untapped market so those places are right because they haven't had majors that's why they went to chambers bay because there'd Mm -hmm. been nothing in that pacific northwest forever right so you could bring a tournament there unfortunately the course didn't work out but i think that's (laughs) that's now what happens with with the pga is you can get into a major championship where you know, Florida and Arizona and Texas really haven't had any forever. So I mean, so you are going to open up some of those locations. It's just where do you go? Where can you? Because again, uh, Florida not so much, but certainly in Arizona, certainly in parts of Texas, mm-hmm. uh, golf in a dome becomes a problem. I think for a major, right? Golf in a dome, just too perfect. I don't know. Yeah, and and you know, Bob, as you mentioned earlier in the show, there's you know, like the, the Masters is played the same course every year. The U.S. Open is all about brutal, rough, and tough conditions, and it t- just tests your entire game. The Open Championship, there could be any condition, it could be snowing, it could be hailing, it could be sun. Right. The PGA Championship doesn't really have that still don't identity, know you know. Right. So we've seen some years where the scores are Jason Day wins at twenty under par. We've seen Justin Thomas win at seven under par. So it doesn't really have that identity. So I think we could really still see it anywhere. Yeah, I remember, like yeah. seventy years ago, it was. The, it was the major decided by match play, right? Yeah, so that, at least it had an identity mm-hmm, in that yeah, in that respect, exactly. right, right? So, right. be interesting story to see. And uh, of course, a lot of the courses already announced in the near future. Yeah. I'm more curious to see what happens 10, 15 years from now where right. this goes. On the other side, we'll get you caught up on all leaderboards in the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit muskokabayresort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. What a jam-packed two hours that was. We're just hitting a stride here in Season 9. <laughs> hitting our stride in oh, Season yeah. 9. Let's do some leaderboards from around the world of golf. Three events. Uh, actually, you know what we forgot, boys? Uh-oh. European Tour. You got it? Bob's in Bob's in Bob's on the ball. Okay. He's on the ball. a great story. In, you're talking about the European Tour. Yes, sir. Okay, let's go. Adam Scully, what's happening on the LPGA Tour? All right, LPGA Tour, HSBC Women's World Championship. Arya Jatanagarn has a one-shot lead over Minji Lee uh, right now. Brooke Henderson with a third-round 67, T4. 14 right now. She is eight shots off the pace. 
The Champions Tour is playing the Color Guard Classic, and uh, Kenny Perry, our old pal, Kenny Perry is eight under. He's a one-shot lead over a gaggle of golfers that includes Willie Wood, Jeff Maggart, Mark O'Meara, Miguel Angel Jimenez, and uh, Steve Stricker, newly appointed Ryder Cup mm. captain, uh, top Canadian. Is uh, Stephen Ames? He is at two under par. And uh, European Tour, which you, you and I uh, forgot, Scully was going on. Yes. And, uh, they have, what an interesting golf course they're playing this week. They're playing the Oman Open, which is in Oman, just so you know. And <laughs> yes, Maximilian you. Kiefer is leading the tournament. He's a German golfer. He is at five under par. Gaganjeet uh, Bular from India is at four under par, along with Brandon Stone and uh, Wacom Hansen, who's from Denmark. But listen to this. This is a uh, interesting scorecard for Mr. Joachim Lagergen. He started off by going four, four, five, four. 14. Oh. <laughs> it's a nice 14, it's a nice 14 on a par 3. Oh. Well, I was going to say that what I suggest there off the top is that golf course looks uh, very daunting. There are some scary par 3s, <laughs> really, including an island green that just looks like it's impossible to hit with the wind coming in sideways. Did you see them uh, a suspend play due to the sandstorm? That's right. In Ooh. round 1. Oh, yeah. Sa- sandstorm. sandstorm delay. That rarely happens uh, in, Toronto. in Toronto. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> the Honda Classic is the stop on the PGA Tour, and uh, Sun JM has your lead at six under par with Keith Mitchell, but this is a wide open race. It's a log jam with 36 holes to go. Adam Svensson, who has won three times at PGA National in his career as an amateur and his career at the web.com level, three victories, only two off the place pace, excuse me, Canada with the chance to win. Brooks Kepka also two off the pace. Sergio three off the pace alongside Ben Silverman. And now Roger Sloan at two under par. So Canadians, uh, Nick Taylor also two under par. So we've got handful, five Canadians all within four shots of the lead with 36 holes to play. An exciting time. I tell you, I've never seen the, the, the quality and the depth that we have on the PJ Tour right now ever before. It is getting deeper right. and deeper and then uh, with Michael Glickich uh, winning Glickich, excuse me, winning on the web.com okay. tour, moving to number two in the point standings already. You got to think Michael's going to be a lock to get his car next year. The, the numbers are only going to get stronger and I just, you know, I always say I get very impatient because I want to see wins but this is so hard to win on this tour. Well, and, and, and speaking of getting bigger with numbers, uh, Graham Dillette uh, tweeted out a video, I believe about a week ago doing yeah. some pretty strenuous exercises, so maybe, maybe he said we'll he see. actually someone asked him if they were going to see him back here this year and yeah, he responded definitely I will be back Love it. great. Great. so we could see hear. as many as 9 or 10 in a tournament at one point outside of the mm-hmm. Canadian Open yeah. and, and when right. his game is on he's one of the best ball strikers on tour oh, yeah, so. crazy. Crazy. first stretch there he led that uh, ball striking category for, I think it was 13-14 or 12-13 I can't remember the, the years I think it was 13-14 off the top of my head uh, and that's of course the year that he had that uh, great President's Cup alongside Jason Day yes. in yep. the two man Jordan Spieth in the single. There you yeah. go. There you so, uh, well, good luck, Graham. We'd love to see you back. And good luck, Adam, and the boys this weekend. Love to see a W. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is back. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for your chance at over $20,000 worth of product at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter, Instagram. We kick off Masters Week. Golf Talk Canada Television is back. Uh, March 13th with a 60-minute preview of the Players' Championship. Yours truly next week will be on location for the Can-Am Cup taking a team of Canadians against a team of Americans in a Ryder Cup in Myrtle Beach. We're at the Barefoot Resort in Myrtle Beach. we got four rounds of golf there. Looking forward to that. And uh, myself and Dave Hempstead will be captaining Team Canada, and we'll be going against the Paulsons 
Carl and Dennis of my colleagues on uh, PGA mm-hmm. Tour Radio, and I'll be hosting Inside the Ropes, uh, which is Dennis and Carl's show, co-hosting with those guys from Myrtle Beach on Wednesday. That's like cheating on us, isn't it? It is kind of cheating almost, <laughs> isn't it? I know. I feel a little dirty. Yeah. And then they'll be sitting in for you guys next Saturday. Oh, that's okay. Right? So Now, now I, I know that the four, the temperature doesn't uh, look too... So are you going to be doing the show live from like a massage I don't table, know. Or? I hope oh, oh. the back holds up. Hey, oh. You think he is the owner hey, of the Patriots? You think, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, Kind of uh, oh. I, I'm hoping the back holds up. I really do. Bob, you're off to West Palm. I'm going to West Palm and then uh, come home and then quick turn around for that one and then ready for the players. Okay, so I'm not going to see you in a few weeks because nope. I'm on the road for two weeks. You're on the road in two, uh, for two weeks as wow. well. So uh, we're, we'll start our passing ships in the night. I'll be hosting for Myrtle Beach uh, next week. Scully will be in the host chair. Players Championship Week. You'll be at the players calling yep, in. Yep. I'll be in the Dominican Republic calling in, uh, doing some work for Golf Talk Canada t- Television for an upcoming uh, episode uh, welcoming a new sponsor with Casa de Campo. Mm. So we're busy. There's things going on. It's an exciting year on GTC. Thank you. Uh, great couple hours. What a show. Star-studded lineup. Yes. Great. And I got all that Mike Davis off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.